welcome to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is amazing. I have a renowned, a world-renowned book author in the studio for you today, and it is an incredible episode. It's Miss Vanessa Myers, and she is wonderful. She's written, I think, four books total, uh, three books, and then one book that's translated into Spanish, so she has four total. It's incredible. One of them is is Rise Up, and we did the podcast several days ago, and I've been reading this book, Rise Up, ever since she was in here, and it talks a lot about fear, and I just love how she just tackles the topic straight on. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about her and who she is, but also about these books and her hearts behind it and and what's the purpose behind writing these books that just empower people to to grow in their faith and to, to know Jesus on a more intimate level. It's it's a wonderful episode and I really love the fact that she came on here. And so during the episode we really plug in some of her um, books and how to find it. She's on Amazon. She also has her own website. She's on social media, and I'll tag her in our posts. She's just an incredible. So go support her. Get a book. Uh, I know some schools and some Sunday school classrooms get like a whole bunch of books, and they sponsor children because one of the things is like a children's devotional book. So like a whole Sunday school group class will come together, and they purchase it for uh, a children's group. And so it's just really cool how the community gets behind some of these books because they realize how much value that has. And she's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Vanessa is incredible. I didn't know all the things I knew about her uh, before that, and so she just came in here and just blew my mind. I mean, she went to Duke, y'all. Duke. It's an incredible school. I mean, that's like Ivy League, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but it's an incredible school. And she went there. She has her master's from there. So she's insightful, wonderful. I can praise her so, so, so much because she's great. And you're going to love this episode. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and on Spotify. If you want to leave us a five-star rating and write a review on Apple, it'd be much appreciated. We love you. We love you. We love you. And thank you for listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day is done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo. The great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mayfield. And ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is one of a kind. It's a phenomenal, it's lightning in a bottle, some people would say, because today's guest has been asking me for 10 years to be on this podcast. And I've only had the podcast for three. And so she's been asking me, like, Ben, when are you going to start a podcast? And then when I started a podcast, she's like, when can I get on it? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, talk to my publicist, talk to my agent. And finally, the stars have aligned. And I have a local celebrity, a published author, which that's correct, a published author, a director of children. She is a mama, too, a husband to the, the professor, Andrew Myers, it's the wonderful, the one-of-a-kind, Miss Vanessa Myers. How are you, Vanessa? I'm great, Ben. Thank you so much for having me on here. I said, that might have been a little bit of an exaggeration of an intro. Maybe, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so I, I love having you on here, and I love having people 
from all different walks of life. You know, a couple episodes ago, we had Betsy yes, uh, Frank, great. and she's a musician and, like, fantastic. We've had a lot of ministers on here before. We have people who have worked. Uh, Matthew at the winery has been on here before. Oh, cool. Talk about, you know, running a winery. But I will never have had an author of a book before, well, which is awesome. crazy. Yes, that is crazy. So uh, the first one. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully uh, one of many. But before we get into your writing of books, mm-hmm. working with children, I thought people might want to know, I've known you for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to think about, I don't know if there was like a, like a, a certain moment where I first met you. Uh, but you were, t- tell, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I moved to Delonica, I said 11 years ago, and I started working at Delonica United Methodist Church. I'm the children's ministry director there. And uh, I believe, so we just found out that you, you know, we just started college when mm-hmm. I started working here. So the first memory I have of you is you, help, you and are you the same age as Avery Ross? Uh, you're older, actually. Okay, so maybe y'all were helping out one day with, Something uh, our Halloween event. Oh yeah, yeah. And y'all were doing the storytelling or something, the music. <laughs> and you told stories about Harry Potter, but wasn't didn't you call him Harry Potter? You called him uh, like Larry, Larry, Larry something, something. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first memory I have. I was like, that is so awesome. <laughs> I, I I copyrighted the stories of Harry Potter, but made them my own with like Larry something. The kids were like, oh my god, it's so good. Yes, the kids were just like, you know, why not? You know, looking listening to you. But yes, that's the first memory I have of you. And I'm like, who is this guy? So, oh my gosh, that's, that's lots hilarious. of stories. You know? Oh my gosh, yeah, that just uh, m- memories are flooding into my head right now. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we used to do that all the time. And you and Avery would do the music, and we would have fun, and y'all would dance, and the kids had fun time with that, you know. So, you know, and I actually stole y'all used to do, or maybe still do, like the green sherbet with Sprite. Yes. I remember that. Yes. It's the first time I ever had it and it was delicious. And so when we do our Halloween party, I always have it. <laughs> yeah. I go back and I was like, it's a tradition now. Well, that's when Stephanie Carroll did my stuff and she did amazing. You know, do you know Stephanie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she just, she's a caterer. So she used to help me out when her kids were in the, you know, children's ministry. So she went all out. She went all out. She helped me out. So with that, how, why did you go into like children's ministry? How did you find Delonica UMC? Where did that come from? Well, I, I grew up in Rome. Um, both my husband and I did, Andrew. And um, I started out going, when I graduated, I went to um, North Georgia. So I'm a, nice. I'm a St. Bernard. Okay. okay. I'm not a Nighthawk. Old school. I'm old school. I'm a St. Bernard. And um, I actually was a cheerleader there. Did you not know that? Oh, no, I didn't yes, know that. Yes, back in the 90s, right? Yes, nice. <laughs> so, wait, let me think about it. Wait, hang on. For the, um, the basketball team? Yeah, for the basketball oh, team. Oh, nice. For the nice. men and women's basketball team. Um, and, I mean, it was nothing, but it was just it was just fun. You know, we did it. And then, so I graduated there with my degree in psychology and knew I wanted to do um, something related to ministry because I felt called into the ministry at Camp Glisten. I was also a counselor at Glisten. Oh, okay. Is that how you found North Georgia was through working at Glisten? Right. right. So oh, okay. every nice. su- I was a camper at Glisten. So every summer I would come up and we'd pass by the college. And, and then also, too, North Georgia had a physical therapy program. And that's what I wanted to be at that time in my life was a physical therapist. So you see that didn't work out very much. <laughs> <laughs> God had other plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? God had other plans. But that's how I came to um, to Dahlonega was through Glisten. And so God, I felt God called me into the ministry my first summer there at Glisten. 
And I, that's why um, one of my first books, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but it's about my fears of serving God and not wanting to do it in the beginning. And so, um, so eventually I listened and it took me five years to get through school. And then I decided to go into ministry and I went to Duke and got my degree in, um, I got a master's in church ministries. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know. I did not know that. Yes. Well, I know you went to North Georgia. Right. But I didn't know you went to Duke. I did. I'm a, I'm a Duke Blue Devil. Nice. Blue Devils. So um, I was there in 2001 when they won the national championship. <gasps> It was amazing. Oh, that's in, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's incredible. Yes. Did you also cheer at Duke? No. No, <laughs> okay, I didn't, no. No. No, no, no. In grad school, you know, I'm over that. Okay, so. Well, what was your what was your undergrad in? Uh, psychology. Psychology, right. and then you went there. Yeah. Now, is that an MDiv? Or no, what I got that? an MCM, so it's called a Master's in Church Ministries. It, that degree no longer exists at oh. Duke. So it was basically, I knew I did not want to be ordained. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be, um, I didn't want to do that. I want to be able to get my own job and find, you know, because in the Methodist church, you know, you kind of move around. Right. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do the education side of it. And at that time, Duke had the only program that, um, for Christian education with was just a two-year program. MDivs were three years. Emory had something like that, but you had to get an MDiv with a concentration and, you know, and mm. I didn't want to do that. Right. So I went to Duke and it was the, it was the best. I loved it. Two years at Duke was amazing. So... Were you married at this time? No, I was just fresh out of college, so I went straight from okay. North Georgia to um, to to Duke. Um, lived there two years and had a great time, and just felt like that's what my next step was here, leaving, and just to get that seminary degree and to be able to do, you know, not that I needed a seminary degree to do what I'm doing now, but mm-hmm. I felt that was what God wanted me to do. There's a little validation there too, and like yeah. preparation, and yeah. Oh yeah, and so it was hard. It's um, to get into, or not to get into, but to to do, let me just say that I'm a church girl, okay? I went to church, right. and I felt like I knew everything about the Bible, and then you go to seminary, and you realize <laughs> you don't. Like, nope. I, they talk up here, and, right. I, and I'm like, you don't even want to talk about, I'm a simple person, you know, I just, very simple things, um, but theological talk was not my thing. Um, so I found that I quickly had to get a theological dictionary. And what are they saying? What's the exegesis? I have no idea. Like, you know, so things, words like that. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so. But sometimes, you know, I've I've noticed because, you know, I work in the church too with, mm-hmm. you know, theologians, if you will. Right. But there's, I think there's, there's a lot of benefits and pros to learning different like meanings and deeper meanings behind mm-hmm. scripture or the historical context. But it's also like, don't let that you know, pull you away from just having a real authentic relationship with Christ. Correct. You know, and so there's a little bit of, there needs to be a balance in there. I totally, I mean, I I feel like I learned things about the Bible that I would not have necessarily known and just, you know, went a little deeper into it and got some, um, the Christian education side. I wish there were more things that that I took more classes, which they didn't have at Duke at the time, related to children or youth. Mm -hmm. It was just basically just an education, broad education degree. And so, um, but I did find I got to do hands-on, you know, education stuff. In um, they have a, what's called a field education placement, and a, they place you somewhere for the summer. So between the two year two two years I was there, <laughs> I got placed in the Outer Banks. 
What, the, like, from the <laughs> yeah. TV show? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. So I was in Manio, North Carolina. <laughs> That's awesome. It was awesome summer. So. Did, did you see John B? Yes, we talked. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have your girls watched the show? Oh, my goodness, yes. Gosh. Uh, is it, I'm, is it, I admit I watched it, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I watched both seasons. Don't worry. We're, I want to do uh, my friend Sarah Kate. Shout out to Sarah Kate. She listens to the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, she and I are going to do a whole episode on Outer Banks awesome. because I got some theories oh. and I have some complaints because okay. there's some holes in that show. But we won't, we won't. This is that rabbit hole we will not go down okay. right now because there's a bunch. Yes. Um, well, let me ask you this because, you know, I was a school teacher and we always talk about how like school teachers have like that moment when students get the light bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, they understand a concept and mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like, like, like I feel validated as a teacher because like, my right. student like has learned this right. whatever concept. I feel like in ministry, there's a heart bulb where like you're really trying to get them to connect with Christ or connect with this scripture or experience something just spiritual. And then it, like, it clicks. Instead of a light bulb, it's like a heart bulb, mm-hmm. like lights up. And you're like, yes, like, that's why I'm in ministry is to see mm-hmm. these, for me, you know, student ministry, middle school and high school. Right. What pulled your heart into children's ministry, which I think is important to know Right. Kind of your heart behind children's ministry as we go into you being an author in these books is well, where's that where's that heart bulb for you and why did you want to go into children's? Honestly, it started with my own kids. Like so after I left Duke, I uh, was in camping ministry for a year. Did not like that. And um <laughs> that let's just say being a camp counselor is one thing. Being full time in a camp is another story. Right. I just knew that wasn't for me. But then I worked eight years as a youth minister. But so when my children were born, I was in youth ministry and I was um, always doing stuff gone. I mean, every time there was something going on at the church, I was there. And if they were doing something at the same time, children and youth did stuff at the same time. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to be a part of my children's spiritual, you know, aspect at the church. And I was missing out. I mean, Andrew, he volunteered like with two year olds, like, right. you know, so he was taking my role, something I wish I could have done. So. Um, Wait, so you were student ministry mm-hmm, first? I did. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, but my gosh. I'm not, a, so much. I'm not a cool person anymore with teenagers, so, you know. <laughs> but I love the children. But um, so, yes, I did student ministry for eight years. And I loved it. I had great kids. Um, I worked for a year in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then Andrew and I got married. And then I worked for eight, uh, seven years at a church in Smyrna. And mm, okay. um, it was wonderful. Had them all those kids now are in their 30s, you know. <laughs> With babies and it's so I, I could have been a youth kid. <laughs> you could have, yes. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, so, anyways, I I knew that I wanted to do um, children's ministry because of my own kids, and so at, I knew that for a couple years. But nothing ever became open until Joni Skogman, if you know Joni mm-hmm. and, and Daryl. So Joni and I used to work at Camp Wilson together, and, and Daryl too. But she um, posted something on Facebook and said, "Our church is looking for." a full-time children's minister. And we've never had a full-time person. We always had part-time people. And so I was like, Andrew, this is a job. Like this is in, it's in Dahlonega. I was very familiar with it. I mean, I went to school here for yeah. five years and Andrew loves the mountains. Like, you know, we both do. And so it was, came here and interviewed and I've been here for 11 years. And you interviewed with the Jeff Ross. The Jeff Ross. So uh-huh. I have to thank Jeff Ross for giving me a job. I actually did that. I texted him one day. I said, I want to thank you for, Believing in me and giving me a job. <laughs> yeah, well, he so. uh, he hired me at, at my church uh, now. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, so, he did. So I, I love Jeff a lot. He's great. 
So when you went that leap to children's ministry from mm-hmm. student ministry, you also mm-hmm. made the leap not just from students to children, but you made the leap from Smyrna to mm-hmm. Dahlonega. Right. So it's like almost two different folds of changing, changing right. the church and changing the, 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 the age limit or the age group. Right. What was some like challenges or were you just so excited about it? I really, I, I had not done children's ministry. I mean, I've, I I like to credit Mary Jane Higman. I'll give a shout out to Mary Jane. She was mm-hmm. the children's director at my church. And I learned a lot from her. You know, I learned how to I run a VBS. I learned, you know, little things like that, but I had never actually done it myself. So here, I mean, I was in the very first for year, few years learning myself how to do these things. I remember being so nervous doing my first kids' church because I have never mm-hmm. done kids' church yeah. before, you know. <laughs> I talked to teenagers, and that was, but that's different than leading worship and, you know, for children. Um, so thankfully, uh, Kim and Tucker Green were here and helped with that, um, getting me transitioned to that. But, um, but it was good, like, and I learned a lot, and I'm still learning a lot, you know. It's always revolving, changing something but um but then coming from a, a big town like Smyrna to a small town like Dahlonega it was wonderful like because oh, really? I loved it I like that small town feel I like um there was one school actually there's three elementary schools but you know it's just it's just Lumpkin County it's not like at my other church I had like eight high schools or eight middle schools and just a lot you know mm, but yeah. I like that one I like the closeness of our, our town. It's kind of like, you know, I have Forsyth County. Right. I have four different, I, well, our county has about eight high schools, nine high schools, mm-hmm. but our church really just has about four, four. that we like serve. Yeah, and it big. is, and it's weird because it's like a Friday night football, you know, the student minister needs to go to the football game. You right. see all your kids. Right. Well, I have four different football games <laughs> to go to, so go. I just choose one. Right. So I usually just end up going to always go to Central which makes my West kids jealous. Like, we don't ever go to our games. Oh, it's like, yes. Well, I know parents at Central that I can sit with. Right, and you don't at, at West. At West, I don't know any parents, and you're all in the student section, so it's like, True. I don't want to sit just by myself. Um, you're pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll just make friends, you know? Um, but that's awesome. And so yes. with working with children's ministry, was there a moment where – you know, you're in Dahlonega, you're learning, which I think is awesome. Like, you're very humble. Like, listen, I don't know everything. I'm, I'm trying to learn. And I think there's people out here who are listening to this podcast. I think this is not to be, like, just zoom past this because there's an opportunity here where you're changing your family where you are living. Like, you're moving your whole family. You're taking a leap of faith to, to go to this job. You know, to change what you're doing. I think there's people who listen who sometimes maybe want to do something, right? But you know, but they don't feel like maybe they have the strength or the uh, the courage to do it, or maybe they don't have the like that you know sixth sense of God saying, "Hey, you need to go do this." And so mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that mm-hmm. you you answered the call. I did, and it was um, something that you know. <laughs> God had planned, like God, it was all God. And, and the way everything worked out was just pretty amazing. And Andrew, my husband will tell you, just like everything fell into place. And he was, even when I first told him about the job, he was, Mm -hmm. he was like, no, we're not moving. We lived in Paulding County. Um, We're fine. We'd been there seven years. Okay. He's like, if you want a new job, just go find something else around here, you know? And uh, he didn't really say that, but (laughs) that's what I felt like. But then he said, my husband loves to run. He's a big runner. And he he ran at work the next day, and he 
called me. He said, we need to move. He was like, this is where I felt like the Lord speaking to us. That this is, And I haven't even interviewed yet, like, at this job. And he was like, this is where we're supposed to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so then we we moved in 2010 when the economy was horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ever, it, let's just say, I mean, we had to, like, pay to get out of our house. But God blessed us, you know, with, I mean a place to live for a temporary until we could sell our house, which we sold our house in like two months, which was unheard of. Um, and then moved here and were able to find a house that we could afford. And it was great. Yeah. So it all works out. God, when God wants you to move somewhere, he'll move you. And if you're ever worried or scared about taking that leap of faith, um, just do it because he'll provide like he totally will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So, you're working at children's ministry, mm-hmm. and I we get to know each other. You're you're working here for now. You said what, eleven years? years? Eleven years, which is pretty unheard of in the, right. the children and youth ministry worlds. You know, someone lasting that long because usually they go do something else right. or whatever it may be. But you're working here. You're loving it. But then you have, I guess, something pulling on your heart. Another to, God thing <laughs> to to write a a book. What's well, up with that? It originally became. Um, it all started with the, we started something called Pioneer Club, which was, I don't know if you remember Pioneer Club. On, we know. did it on Sunday nights, at the same time the youth met. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, from four to six. And uh, the curriculum, and we did it because at my last church, that's what she used. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this is what I will do, and we'll start it. And Jeff wanted me to start something, you know, like kind of like that. So I did, and as we're, we did that for like two years. And at the second year, I thought, man, I don't like this stuff, like. No, no, no knock on Pioneer Clubs. But I was like, this is not, it's just out of date, you know. Mm -hmm. I totally could write something, you know. This is what I could do. And so I started writing lessons for our kids to use. Um, And I I have actually written um, two years worth something called God's Town. It's all about, um, they visit stores in the God's Town. And every store is, every month is like a a different store. So you would visit um, the grocery store. It's all about giving thanks or, you know, just Different. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. Right? The, and, and the kids kind of pick up the concepts. Right. The hospital, yeah. you have all things about being healings, you know, Jesus. Is, so it's different things. But yeah. I, I found I didn't like writing curriculum. I, but um, but I have to, I guess I, I wrote my first book, Rise Up. Yes. In, um Rise Up. Kind of yes. sounds like a, the Falcons. Correct. Everybody thought that. Rise Up. <laughs> Come on. It's like, oh, Vanessa's writing a sports book, you know. <laughs> Huge Falcons fan. <laughs> you can see it, but um, it's it's about my story, and I felt God tell me you need to write your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm a I'm a fearful person. I'm an anxious person. I'm a worrier, and that's all have been about things that I've been worried about. And, and let's just say you you work in ministry too. Life yeah. is life is not always great in ministry. No, there are challenges, uh, and there are so many different things. And people are not going to like everything you do. You wish they did, but they, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm, I have a soft heart. <laughs> and so I want everybody to like everything I do. And they're, and you know, they're well, not going to. Okay. We're very similar to that because <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm a people pleaser. Like I want yes, people to like me. Yes. And when they don't like me, I like take it like too personal. Like yes. I'm so sorry. And I become apologetic. And it's like, I don't have to apologize. It's them that doesn't like me. <laughs> we have something in common. We're both people pleasers. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> 
Yes, my husband's like, you just got to grow a backbone, Vanessa. I'm like, I know it. It's hard, though, when people um, criticize you for things. And so that's kind of one of the one of the fears. It's all about different fears of serving the Lord mm-hmm. and, and rise up. And one of them is the fear of criticism. <clears throat> oh, yes. There you Chapter go. five. Chapter five. Right here. Surrounded by fire, you know. So um, and different things like, you know, fear, of, the fear of God's call, the fear of moving, the fear of criticism. Fear of authority. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of really good stuff here. Yeah. So it's related about, I mean, it's, it's all about um, fear and how God helped me overcome those fears. And Rise Up came because I was reading in the book of Psalm where David would cry out so much to the Lord, you know, Lord, rise up against my enemies. You know, I was like, that's the name of the book, Rise Up. Because David cried out to God, asking him to rise up. So at the end, I write a rise up prayer and say, dear Lord, rise up. And, you know, so. And and later, (laughs) David, you know, knew that he was good enough, despite what others were saying. He knew he could do it. And finally, he was given the chance to show how good he was. And you know what happened? He killed that giant. That's an excerpt from. I was like, did I, did I write that? Yeah, you did write that. No, no, it's fantastic. Yes, and I love how each chapter is so true because working not just with student ministry, but just working with people in life. Right, fear is crippling. Mm-hmm. Fear is real, and fear is something that sometimes we don't want to deal with. No, so we just avoid it. And so I love how you broke down just different types of fear. Mm-hmm. And so, like you know, because we just say, oh, you know, I'm. People sometimes get feared and scared mixed up because, yes, when I watch a horror movie, yes, it is scary. And I'm scared because, you know, someone pops out and, you know, with a knife or something like that. It's, ah, it's scary. But we go, oh, but I, I, don't, I don't live in fear. Like, I'm not afraid. And it's like, no, no, no. Fear is not just being like a, a coward, not like Scooby-Doo where you're shaking all the time. Right. Fear is something that is controlling you to not allow you fully to live with freedom with God. Um, and yes. I like how you talk about that. Is there, what was some of the motivation, like, or things that God was talking to your heart while you were writing this? Like, was there a thing that stood out? Like, oh, I'm writing this chapter, and then like, boom, God said, "Ooh, you need to put this in there." I remember, it's just I, I remember breaking down when you write a book, you just gotta you gotta have an outline, you know. And so mm-hmm. as I went through and I did an outline, God just showed me the different types of fears that I, you know, had dealt with. Over the past, I guess so, it was probably like maybe 10 years. So I've been in ministry now for going on 20 years now. And so for the first 10, 10 years of ministry, this was, okay, these are the things I dealt with. And um, and it was it was not easy, let's just say that. And I doubted my call. You know, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> the very first of the introduction is like, I'm sitting in an SPRC review and people are criticizing me. And I talk about how hard that was, you know. Okay, Lord, why did you why did you call me here when mm. people don't or people they why are they saying these things? They're not supposed to say these things about me. Like I am I'm a nice person, you know. I think I do a good job, but over those seven years I just I struggled with um I struggled with my call because I was like, Okay, God, you know, what am I doing? I feel like anybody every time I do something it's it's not good enough. Yeah. So is there a, um, you know, the last chapter of your book is called It's Time, Letting Go and Rising Up. Mm-hmm. And so you're writing this whole book about fears and you talk about, it sounds like kind of the formula was you like, here it is in scripture mm-hmm. and here it is kind of in real life. Right. And then like what to do about it. And so for those who are maybe struggling with fear or struggling with, 
you know, maybe not fully living into it. Why would, what would you suggest, like, how could Rise Up help them? Why would this be a book like, like, oh, you need to read this? Well, I think everybody, and as you said, at some point, you don't have to be in the ministry to, mm-hmm. be, to, to do with, deal with fear. And I found that when that book, that book came out, that so many people who read it said, are not even, like, so I had like a launch team, and half the people on my launch team weren't even people in ministry. They were friends or, um, you know, other people that I knew, and, um, they were they were like wow this is really helpful you know because we all deal with fear in in, in one way or another um, and overcoming it do, I can't say I have fully I mean do you ever fully over overcome things you know but right. you do know how to work through it and God mm. gives you those tools of okay Vanessa so what in time now I, I'm freaking out about something okay what does God show me and I'll just like I'll go back to my book what did I write about this you know in my book and here's the here's a scripture you know the Philippians 4 for you know all about rejoicing the Lord always and, and that's a, a big um, a big one that I always go to um, and it's in there somewhere I can't remember yeah. which ones but that's anybody can um, you can you can work through fear um, and and God has it all laid out in his word how to do that and we just have to take the time to read his word. You know, I don't I don't know if this is what you intended, but something that just popped in my mind too is like a lot of times when people are really feeling low or feeling sad or depressed or isolated or mm-hmm. alone, which I think a lot of people mm-hmm. struggle with, especially during the pandemic and then kind of mental health. A lot of times nighttime is where some of those dark thoughts come because it is alone and there is some sadness and there is this fear. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really beautiful and about this picture on the front of this book, if you haven't looked at it, you need to go, uh, it's on Amazon, I'm sure, you know, Uh go Google it called rise up Vanessa Myers. But the picture to me looks like a morning picture. And if you can get through the night and rise up the next morning, Mm. There's another day with God, and He's going to help Amen. you get through that storm. He will, and that's a really cool. I, I, I just that just popped in my mind. That's I thought awesome. that was, that's kind of cool. I, I love wanted that. something like um, I wanted because I, I worked with a self-publishing company for that one because I'd never written a book before. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a. I'm not a. I'm a self-publisher. I'm not, I don't have a traditional publisher, but <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. Not She's yet. Working okay. On it, yeah. But um, I told him I was like, I want a butterfly um, because I. For me. My name in Greek, Vanessa, means butterfly. And one of the things that I've always loved, and my grandmother always had a mummy mall. She always had butterflies in everywhere. And so and then I realized that my name meant butterfly. And then I, I just think, you know, butterflies are just about transformation. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted something like that. And I wanted, and they came up with that. And I thought, gosh, that's just, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I love it. I love the rise up. So now that you've written this book, and once again, Choosing Faith Over Fear in Christian Ministry, and it, I think this can serve so many people, not just people in ministry, just mm-hmm. anybody, you know, who is struggling. And so, but you accomplished this book, which I would say writing a book is not easy. No, I mean, writing that kind of book is not easy. Yeah. Writing these other books I've written are a little bit easier. A little bit easier. Because, <laughs> is it because this one's so personal? Yes, I think so. Uh, personal and uh, they're chapter oriented, um, which devotions are easy to write because they're just, you know. Right, I'm gonna talk about that, but that the chapter devotional, and like I had an editor with this one, and she had written it, and she was like, "Oh, we got to talk about this," you know, oh, wow. and just had to go work through it. And so she, she and I came up with like, let's write it every. I think that every maybe every chapter, not every chapter, but it write. I write it from the viewpoint 
I like to say if I was a person, if I was a certain person in the Bible, what would I be doing thinking? And so in the first of the chapters, I write from the viewpoint of David or Moses, like, Moses, did he have a panic attack, you know, when God called? I mean, like, I just think oh, about that. Yeah, yeah. David, when he was in a dark cave, he dealt with loneliness. I mean, like, he was he was by himself, you know, mm-hmm. um, so many times. And I mean, especially in the pandemic now, we've all dealt with loneliness and um, the fear of that. And I don't like to be alone still, you know. Um, but in, lo- in, in ministry, life can be lonely, um, yeah. very much so. But anyways, that's what I... That's how I wrote. Yeah, so there's a lot of vulnerability Vulnerability. in this this book. Get to know Vanessa and rise up. (laughs) Yeah, but also you're learning to get to know yourself. Yes. And so you wrote this book, and and once again, fantastic. I mean, obviously, and it's like easy to read. It's not like it's, you know, super small. It's not Lord of the Rings over here, you know, thousands of pages. 12 chapters, Um, I think. If you can get through Lord of the Rings, you can get through this book. Yes. Um, And so I love it. Now... Were you, I guess you just want to like, I'm done. Like I've done it. I've written a book. I was vulnerable. Right. I've done this rise up book. Like I feel great about it. And most people will be like, I've accomplished it, you right. know, but not Vanessa. <laughs> she said, not today, Satan. I got one more, if not two more, if not five more in me. I got lots. You got go. lots in. And so you decided to write another book. Right. And, what, and for kids, yeah, for kids. And so, when was this? Is this when was this released? That was 2018. So, and when was and this? And that was one? 2019. 2019. So, right before oh, the wow. pandemic hit, it was December 2019, and that was August of 2018. So, um, Breakfast with Jesus became because of my, you know, Shanna Corbin. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shanna. Woo! She actually designed the cover of the book of this one, which I said earlier that I loved. Right? That you love. Um, Shanna asked me one day. She said, um, "I'm looking for a new devotional for kids." So also she's like, do you have anything you recommend? I was like, well, let me just go look, okay? You know, I just didn't find a whole lot out there that I like. I was like, well, by golly, I can write one. And I did. Oh, yeah. And and I felt the Lord telling me to write it about Jesus. So it's 100 devotions for kids about the oh, life of Jesus. Say, yeah, it's like one, it's like yes. two pages. Two yeah. pages, yeah. So they're easy. They're, they're 100 devotions um, all about Jesus that takes you through the four Gospels. Um, and that has like a scripture to go with it, a memory verse, a devotion, a prayer, and then a follow me activity, which is a way that the kids, a simple activity that they can do to follow Jesus that day. And I actually, and also has breakfast recipes throughout it. So you, every few devotions, you'll find a breakfast recipe. Yeah. Well, see, I'm looking at that ham breakfast rolls, oh, yes. mm-hmm. which look delicious. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then something to chew on. Would you rather write a letter to Jesus or be able to talk to Jesus in person? So that's like a little question you right. could ask, you know, your family around the breakfast table. Right. As they're just getting, you know, make, maybe they're making the, the ham breakfast rolls together and they can sit down there and they can talk about that. So what so. was your, so your heart behind Rise Up, you know, is conquering fear. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you had someone, uh, was it Shannon? You Shanna. Said, mm-hmm. uh, Shanna to talk about wanting to do this. But was there like a heart behind that you saw like, even like within student or not student ministry, but within children's ministry where you're like, you know what? I just wish my kids uh, could have something that they could use too. I mean, like, and so what's yes. some heart behind this? Not just. It's just, I have a heart for all kids to know Jesus as their mm-hmm. savior. I just like, that's my thing. Like I want every kid in the world to like know who Jesus is. And if I could take one little thing and I can write a devotion and 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 that gets them to know who Jesus is, because there may be kids out there that don't have no clue who Jesus is. Um, and maybe they come across my book somewhere and they 
they they can read a, get a Bible and they can read it about who Jesus is. That's just like uh, that's my desires for all kids to come to know Jesus, and I will continue writing devotions. <laughs> yeah, well, and this yeah. is fantastic because I'm like looking at this and going. Like, does it have to be just for children? Like, no, like, cause I, like cause I've had adults. I have adults of it too. Like, they're like, I use this sometimes too, and I'm like, it's good because honestly, adults, you know, it's easy for adults to read children's books as well. And this is this is simple. It's to explain, you know, terms in the Bible, um, and I, I, I've liked it. I, I've gotten mm-hmm. you know great feedback about it. Although I had one person. You know, you get those Amazon reviews, you know, that are... Oh, gosh. Oh, man. You know, I always talk about in the podcast, like, because yes. we're on Apple, uh-huh. so it leaves a five-star rating, writes a review, and mm-hmm. I got, like, 78 five-star mm-hmm. reviews, and then people write it, but I know there's going to be someone mm-hmm. who just doesn't like me right. in general, and they're going to go and find it and go, one star, <laughs> and then go, he's the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. oh, wow, you really accomplished it. My life is now ruined. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, and there's going to be someone on this book going, yes. mm, Vanessa, she didn't let my child sign up for this and get a certain size t- T-shirt. And so what I'm going to do is go on Amazon and write one star. I hope like, not. Uh, but there was one review where I got one star, and it about tore me up. Like... This person told me that I was not a biblical person, that this book oh. was not. I like that cut to the heart. Like, I'm like, this is all because what I write, I'm not writing moralist, I'm not writing moral devotionals. Mm-hmm. The devotionals I write come straight out of scripture. And I want, because I want the kids to know God's word. That's part of my, you know, oh, yeah. my job. It's like, it's, how do we know God? We know God by um, reading his word. And mm-hmm. okay, so. All my devotions are are, are scripture based, and so when somebody told me this is not a biblical book, I'm like, oh my goodness! So I'm going back reading what he he quote he or she quotes something, and so they actually wrote like yes. what they thought. Oh, and so okay. I'm crying. I'm like, oh my goodness! And he totally takes it out of context. Uh, it's not. I can't remember exactly what he said, but like it's just not what I meant by it. He didn't. Anyways. And that's that's okay. He didn't like it or she. But but they bought a book. They bought a book. And they got to about day fifty seven before they didn't like it. So you they know might, what? They might have asked for a refund from Amazon. Uh, but uh. that's okay. You know, God God and that that's where the devil gets you because he wants you to take that one one star review and, you know, make you not want to write any more books ever again. And so yeah. no. That's not the case. And I actually have another book. It's an ebook, but it's um it's an Advent devotional for for women. But it's just an ebook, and that was my second book. And then Bre- actually, Breakfast with Jesus was my third book. Oh, wait, wait, wait. so you said way too fast. Okay, so what was first, your first book, Rise Rise Up, was the first book. Yeah. Then I did a, an Advent devotion for women. Oh. It's called Adventures. It's on. It's just an ebook. It's oh, just an ebook. Okay. It's on Amazon. And then that, which came out, it's about the same time as Breakfast with Jesus. I got. You. And then I wrote Breakfast with Jesus. Now, yeah, and this mm-hmm. one's a hard copy, Correct. Full, full legit. Yep. And full it's legit. Just, this is on Amazon as well. Correct. So you could get Rise Up and Breakfast with Jesus, both on Amazon. And even, like I said, even like me, I'm a single guy, <laughs> and I'm going to probably buy this and read this because I need a little good devotional. Because I have a devotional yeah. that's like for men. It's from 2018, but I just keep reusing it because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to know what the date is. I just restart. <laughs> you know, February 7th is February 7th. I don't need to know if it's a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Right. Uh, and it's it's pretty good, but it's pretty long. 
and it's like super tiny print. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, but this to me just, it's just so yeah. good. These are short. These are easy to read. So you, with your kids or your grandkids or whoever, mm -hmm. um, actually, you know, we, with my girls, they were, so this, when this came out, I guess Raylan was a freshman and Shelby was in middle school. And Shout out to them. Yes. Huge fans of the podcast. Raylan and Shelby. They said I say, can't say anything embarrassing, though. Oh, so, okay, okay. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we would read this devotion together in the car on the way to school. And so this would be our time with, you know, together before they put their ear you know, AirPods in and want to listen to something else. I'm like, nope, we're, this, is our, this is our time, you know, to do devotion. And it was easy and simple. And they, mm -hmm. now whether they actually listened at 7 o'clock in the morning, you know, but yeah. that was our time together. Well, let me ask you this, too, because... You know, as a listener here, you know, maybe they're thinking, well, well Ben, Vanessa, I'm not going to write a book. Mm -hmm. We're not encouraging everybody to go write their own books. And even if you don't want to read these books, I think there's a really cool thing about Vanessa. Well, I encourage you to go read the books. But even if you're like, I'm not a big reader, I don't know. I think there's a really cool thing to see someone like Vanessa who has a passion to do this and wants to reach people. And you, you accepted the call. Mm -hmm. You accepted the call to write this. This is not. This was not part of your job at mm -hmm. Dahlonega. This was not like, hey, Mondays and Tuesdays, don't forget, you're supposed to be writing your book. This was something you put on top of what you were already doing. Right. Just kind of like this podcast. This isn't part right. of my job. I no. enjoy doing this. Right. And so I think there's something just really encouraging to see someone go after their dreams and yes. go after doing something that is just so heartfelt. I have dreams. You all, we all have dreams. You just got to, you know, find what they are and then you pray about it. I just went to a conference like two weeks ago and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm, I've got this dream on my heart, you know, and like you just pray through it and say, well, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but you know, sure. But Breakfast with Jesus was written um, on our family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but can I say it was a camping trip where there's nothing okay. to do, okay? okay? Okay, okay. So basically the majority of that book and my newest book were written on the camping trip. Now what's, now what's the newest book? It's called The Bible Food Truck. It's 75 devotions about food in the Bible. For, so it's going to okay. be... Um, and I mean, our readers can't see it, but I'll, I'll show you the, the cover later. But um, well, if you send me the cover, I'll put it on the Instagram post yeah. when we put put it there. So it's coming out in it. February, probably twenty twenty two. So okay. it's currently being formatted. And there's a big old process to you know writing books, and so everything can't mm -hmm. come out. You know, but right now it's in the book formatters, and she's in charge of putting it together for me to make it look pretty. So. There's, it's called the bre the food truck. The, bi the Bible food truck. The Bible food truck. Yes. I love the Bible. Yes. I love food right. and I love trucks. Yes. I love food trucks. <laughs> right. So what, and it's just the same kind of premise of like, yeah. there's, there's daily devotionals, but it's all related to food. All related to food. So it's. How did you stretch? Is there 75 food references? I mean, there's more than 75 <laughs> food references. It's amazing. As I was going through it, and then I it actually quote the number, I think, can't remember, it's over 1,000, 1,200 maybe, references to food or drink or fasting from that mm -hmm. in the Bible. And so I came um, just going through them. It's so as I'm sitting here telling Pastor Steve about yeah. my new book, he um, says, Well, did you get this? And I was like, mm, No, I forgot that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. But um, but yeah, that's what it is. And through the book, they will get to create their own food truck ministry. So if you were to have a food truck 
and just that would tell people about Jesus and you would go out and share food and tell people about Jesus, you know, what would, what would it be? So throughout the book, they're going to get to create their own food truck from like, you know, come up with a name and a logo to what they're going to serve to a menu for that. You're going to write down a recipe. You're going to tell me what your, what your workers uniforms are going to look like, you know, that kind of thing. All right. Starting a business. Correct. It's like just, it's a cool um, business that they, they could do, yeah, yeah, and yeah. What, and is the the target is just for anyone who's interested in this getting a really good devotional, right? For children, yeah, it's basically oh, it's, it's aimed for children, it's for kids, oh, okay, yeah, okay. it's for kids. Um, so this is uh, probably you know I guess the elementary age, but I say more mostly more probably geared more towards second through and okay. up, you know that 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 age range. Because I can see you doing like a devotional for women too, yeah, like especially that. from the rise up. You know, type mm-hmm. of thing, yeah. Like a, like a devotional. Not that I'm trying to push you out of your comfort zone. You're like, <laughs> you trying to tell me, like, 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 I'm doing a really good job here. Um, you should do one for guys who are like, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties. That those sure. guys would love it. You know, it's a great audience that needs them. Uh, so that's so you have one, two, three books that are hardcover, one ebook, so four total. Books. So well, yeah. Well, Breakfast with Jesus is in English and Spanish, so oh, that, oh. I don't count that as I count it as like one book totally, you know. But two languages. So you, so how did? Okay, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I, she brought both copies in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't about to say this wrong, but it's des des uno des uno con Jesus, which means Jesus. Breakfast with Jesus. Jesus. And so how did? Oh, Jesus, that's true. <laughs> I don't know why I messed that part up. That's the it easiest one. <laughs> and so how did you, uh, or well, where was the heart behind getting it translated into to Spanish? Let's say that was a really hard thing. But Breakfast with Jesus came out, I guess, pandemic hit. and But I felt, I got like three or four different people telling me, is this book available in Spanish? I'm like, no. But Lord, if that's more than one people, what do you want me to do? Okay. So mm-hmm. I felt, so I was like, oh, God, I need a translator. And then... Who happens to show up but Nathan Dickens? We all love Nathan on this podcast, Shout right? Out to Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. So surprised he's not on this podcast. I know it. And he said, Hey, Vanessa, I know somebody. Emma Smith. If you know, do you know Emma Smith? That yeah. Lives yeah. Next to the church. She used to work at Wesley. Yeah. She works at Wesley. Now she's, so she had just graduated with her degree in Spanish. So she translated the book for me. It took her, oh, it took her a while, but it's a, it's a long book. And yeah. she has a full, she had a full time job. So it wasn't any hurry. So this came out back in maybe April, March or April. But I haven't done much with it yet because I mean, I've had like um, a, a ministry or church in Puerto Rico buy them. So she bought oh. 30 copies. Um, it was there really cool. Go. Yeah. Which is worth it. But yes. Well, we have a, um, I have a soft spot for Hispanic ministry. I, I taught at Gainesville Middle School okay. where, where 98% of my students were Hispanic. Um, and I just learned a lot about some of the struggles in those communities mm-hmm. and some of the family units and how broken they are. And so I just, yeah, it's cool that you're able to, you know, work with Emma and get that translated. And hopefully it gets in some hands to people who it will impact them. Yes. You know, I mean, I've got some places I could start with churches or um, in the Gainesville area or even in Dalton area um, that some pastors, I just haven't, I've been so busy with my real job. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know I have, do have a job, and then um, wanting to write a new book, and um, then also have um, my website, which I don't know if you talk about what my website. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead and plug it in. What's your website? VanessaMyers.org. Okay, it's all about um, equipping kid men leaders to um, celebrate seasons and families with a season and 
Milestones and seasons with families. Sorry, I just changed it, so I can't remember. But um, when the pandemic started, I felt God telling me to focus on the family. Mm. And so I started writing devotions for families. After This is after Breakfast with Jesus was just out. And I started doing things. I had no idea what was going to happen. And boom, like two months later, the pandemic stops. We stopped going to church. We stopped doing everything. So I had to start doing ministry in a different way. And um, I've been writing devotionals for families, monthly ones, um, and finding that people love them and people are buying them on my website and other church, other Kidmen leaders, you know, we call that's what we call children's ministry is also called Kidmen. But, mm. um, and the, it's amazing to see how many people are using them and how, how effective that is for that. So it's not just, I'm not a, just helping the families here at Delonica United Methodist. I'm helping so many other people um, with these devotionals. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No. Uh, first of all, that's incredible. Okay. <laughs> Don't downplay it. You're doing such a really cool job. Can I ask you this question? This goes off a little bit of the heartfelt stuff, okay. but just the brainy stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you get a book? Like, do you just open a Word document and start <laughs> typing, and then do you call? Like, did you just Google, "Hey, I want to make my writing into a book"? Like, how did that process start? That's a that's a tough one. Like you have to, I had to learn a lot. Um, so I have a, so I had a book idea, and I um, came up with it. I, I, have, I like to write. I'm a, a, a notebook kind of person, mm, old okay. school. I have notebooks that I write things in. So I write down all my ideas in notebooks. I, I can't keep them on my phone. He like that. I'm not that. Oh so yeah, yeah. I'm a paper and pencil kind of girl. Um, <laughs> Old school, baby. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Okay. So I'll have tons of notebooks filled with ideas and um, things. And so that's how it would start. I would write um, my outlines for books and, okay, this is what I want to write about. And then when it got to bars, starting the process of putting it together, I had no clue how to go about doing it. So I went, so a friend of mine, this is another God thing. He, she sent me this conference called She Speaks. And it's a conference, it's a writing conference for women from like Proverbs 31 Ministries. And so I went to that conference and I got to pitch Rise Up to a publisher. So you would get to pitch it to a publisher two, yeah, I think, yeah, I could sign up for two times. And they both rejected me. Talk about fear of rejection too. That's another thing. (laughs) So being rejected by, you know, um, by publishers and, and agents and telling me I don't have a big enough platform. That's basically a traditional publisher wants you to have all these followers and, uh, you yeah. know, like how many, I don't know, like I just write, you know, so they said, oh, it's a good idea, but you don't have a platform. Okay, thanks. So that's when I got to, when it got to self-publishing, like I figured out how I could self-publish, I was like, okay. I wrote about Esther, and I, what did Esther do? She prayed and fasted for three days. So I didn't. I fasted for most of the day. You <laughs> just start with that. He went. I prayed and uh, okay. Oh, okay, I got there's some stipulation. Like Esther's a little bit above me. Okay, like I fasted mm-hmm. and prayed, but it was uh, from mm-hmm. from when I time I woke up to dinner time. Okay, that was okay. for me. Well, which is a long time, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like Lord, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get this book out? And that's when I felt like, yes, self-published. So I went through a company called Equip Press, and they're based out of um, churchleaders.com, if you've ever heard of them or not, mm. but it's a big um, church leaders website, so go check them out. Yeah. Um, but um, they said they, they could help me. Of course, you have to pay. When you're self-publishing, you have to pay, you know, 
And um, whereas with the traditional bubble tree, don't, they just take that money out of what you earn. But all that to say is um, it was a learning process, but it was a good one. And so I, I did a lot of research. I went to some conferences about writing and hunting speaking. And um, that's how it came. Now, not gonna, now the only thing I'm missing that I can't do in my books is book formatting. But I think I could do it if I figured it out. Oh, you have to have someone right. format it, I, right? Right, because you can't just put it, I mean, you can't put it in a Word document and then upload it to... Um, but this wouldn't look quite right. Right. I wanted know. to, um, I use Amazon, uh, Kindle, it's called Kindle Direct Publishing. It's what Amazon uses. And so it has to be in a certain format and certain things. And mm-hmm. I want it to look pretty. And, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I learned that too, like with the podcast logo. Right. It has to be a certain dimensions mm-hmm. and certain type of right. graphic. You couldn't yes. just put like a regular picture up there. So no. it's like, it a whole thing. So I totally get that. So Shanna Corbin, go back to Shanna, she helped me with the graphic designs part of it. Like she, um, she's always teaching me how different things. So now I can able to design my, before I couldn't design anything. Mm-hmm. And now she's taught me stuff and I can design on my own using Canva, if you, if you know Canva. Yeah. Um, and so I design all my stuff for my website there. Now Shanna, I don't like to do my book covers, so she does that for me. Um, but I tell her what I want and she just makes it look Kinda pretty. And then it. she's probably like really mad at me because I asked, this last one I <laughs> Can you change this? Can you change that? You? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Shanna. You're the best. But, but no, she's fantastic. And yes. so, but you've learned a lot probably from your first yeah. book, mm-hmm. from your most recent book of like, okay, I know how to get this part done, mm-hmm. this part done, and, mm-hmm. and what to do. Now, is your platform, I guess, growing at some point? It is. I mean, I'm getting more followers. Um, most of them are children's ministry leaders. So that's my target audience is mm-hmm. um, children's ministry leaders. Um, and, and, I started out thinking maybe I'd get, you know, parents, but really I'm my, most of my people come from the church world. And so, mm. which is great, you know, and because they minister to families as well. So I give them resources. So I've had churches buy my book in bulk and they'll give it to their, um, to their kids. So oh, um, my friend cool. Dee Dee down at McEachern Memorial United Methodist, she bought my book last Christmas and that was her Christmas present to her church kids was Breakfast with Jesus. Now, have you have you, do you have social media? I do. So you can find me on um, Facebook. It's just Vanessa Myers ninety nine. Okay. It's a my that's my author page, and then I have um, Instagram. It's VT Myers ninety nine. Okay. Or yeah. no, maybe just VT Myers. Well, we'll, have to, we'll have to tag you in the yes. post just because yes. you know I want you to grow your platform of people Please. you know following you. So when you release something, they know about it and they can find it easier. excited about it. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. So people can go out and buy my books. And if you have kids or you know people that have kids or you have grandchildren, this is a great, you know, these are great presents to give to kids. Um, I mean, I don't remember having devotionals like this when I was a kid. I don't think I did. I mean, my mom would, we would read the Bible. We like had these scripture cards that my Mm -hmm. mom would always read to us at dinner time, but we never had a book like this. And so I enjoy writing these books because um, they're fun for kids and they learn, they teach them things about the Bible in mm-hmm. a way that they can understand it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, that's, I didn't go to seminary. I don't talk up here. I'm not your seminary professor. I talk on a child's level um, and for all people to understand. And that's why the adults are like, oh, I can easily understand this. It's not, it's not, you know, super up here. Super up there. Right. So. Well, we like to, uh, first of all, Thank you for being yes. on the Great White Buffalo podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, longtime listener, longtime supporter. She bought stickers and T-shirts before anybody else. That's right. Uh, and her daughters are super in, or really uh, Shelby, Shelby. Is, is super into it. Raylan, semi, 
<laughs> but I did see her on Sunday, and she's like, "What's up, man?" Yeah. Um, they think you're cool. Or, or so. Saturday at Gold Rush. At Gold Rush, yes. I, I want to say Raylan was wearing the Great White Buffalo T-shirt. I don't know. She might have been. She might have been. I think she was wearing the red one, or maybe that was a different time. But I saw she needs a new one. It's okay. I'll get you one. <laughs> uh, but it, it's weird when I see people wearing my merch. I'm, I'm sure. like, what the heck? I also have like I had a T-shirt. Um, that had my face on it and like mm-hmm. quotes from the back. I had really? quotes on the back and like people bought that one and, I, and that one was weird because I'll see someone with my face in their shirt. I'm like, all right, yes, that's, I'm not a celebrity. Let's put that away. No. Uh, but no, I'm thinking about getting sweatshirts. By the way, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Kids love sweatshirts, but I think I'm just gonna use the same look. I mean, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. No, just put them on so, a sweatshirt. That's easy. You yeah, know? super easy. Yes, but we like to end the podcast mm-hmm. each episode. With we like to call it nuggets of wisdom, little perfect, nugget of wisdom, something for Delonica people. Yeah, exactly right. Yes, yes. There's layers to what we do here. Yes, like, there like, is. I'm a genius content. You creator. are a genuine nugget. You know? I, right? I am a genuine nugget. I'm yes. not a genuine nugget. I wasn't yeah. born here. Uh, but you chose here. But I chose here. And your daughters are nuggets. Oh, well, they weren't born here. Uh, so that doesn't make them true nuggets. It's close <laughs> enough. Have they been here since like first grade? Shelby was Shelby was three, and Raylan was in kindergarten. So that's close enough. That's close yeah. enough? Yeah, okay. that's close enough. Yeah, they're nuggets. Um, well, I think we'll be okay. We're not going to, like, you know, weed them out. Like, you know, okay. like, they're not like a pure blood Harry Potter type <laughs> thing here. Um, but we like to close it with nuggets of wisdom. And so you've, you've said mm. a lot today yeah. with just the powerfulness of this book and your heart and for ministry. And so what was, if you could just, I don't know, capture with one little nugget of wisdom, what would it be? Go tell somebody about Jesus. Because that is your the most. I always tell my kids that you're and my kids and my own kids and my church kids. The most important decision you will ever make is to follow Jesus, ever. And so, if you can change your life, if, J, if Jesus is he changes our lives, and but if you can change somebody else's life because you shared Jesus with them, that'd be amazing. And that's why I write these books. I write them because I want other people to know about Jesus. And so, go out and change the world by telling others about Him. Beautifully said. Thank you. My uh, my little word of wisdom, my little nugget of wisdom, is love God boldly, love Him with every inch of your being, mm-hmm. love Him fully. When you do, you will be able to do great things because of your love for Him. You're like, oh Ben, that's really wise. Well, you know what? <laughs> I got it from page one forty seven from the book Rise Up. That's right. Um, and that's fantastic. It's actually it's really good. Uh, you talk about Beth Moore in that section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic book, and I'm really excited that you're here today. Thank you. I want just just do a little social media slash okay. plug. It's vanessamyers.org. Correct. That's my website. It's the website, and you can order stuff from there. You can, uh, okay. not the books, not because the books. my website's just digital resources. Okay. But um, my books are on Amazon. Or yeah. if you want a personal copy, you want me to sign it for you. I, I mean, you know, because duh, why wouldn't <laughs> I, mean, I? I can email. I mean, I can send you one. Or if you're if you work in the church and you want this book for the children in your church or whoever, um, let me know. And I can. We got bulk bulk discounts, so um, oh. I can give you a bulk discount rate that Amazon cannot give you. Well, we have you know all of our listeners are prim- primarily children's ministers, so that's right. Yeah, so right? hopefully we get a whole <laughs> bunch of bulk there. And Rise Up is perfect for anybody that's struggling with fear and yep, anxiety, yeah. um, and, and doing anything that God calls you to do. So that can be anybody. 
And, and what's your... We, we're probably mostly Instagram, but we have Facebook too. So Vanessa Myers 99. VT Myers. Or VT Myers. Myers 99, I think. Okay, on Facebook. <laughs> Look for up. She's there. Vanessa Myers 99 on Facebook. Yes, and VT Myers 99 on, or maybe just VT Myers on Instagram. I can't, honestly, I can't remember. That's and sad. I, is that it, sad? It's not. Okay. It's just that. I mean, I always, because ours is <laughs> Great White Buffalo Podcast, uh-huh. but sometimes I'll say, is it the Great White Buffalo Podcast <laughs> or is it just Great White Buffalo? Let me go look on Instagram right quick. I'm like, I don't even know. That's really sad. Well, VT Myers on Instagram. VT Myers. Sorry. And we'll tag you in the post. Okay. Uh, sure. But we're just really, uh, I'm really happy you came here and thrilled you came I'm here. I'm so glad. I remember the first time that you told me you wanted me to come on here. It was at a soccer game. Okay. You came down. But if you don't know, Ben calls the, he's the, whatever you call Voice it. of the Indians. Yes. The voice of the Indians for the soccer at Lumpkin County High School. And he came down with his box and he said, I need you on my podcast. That was like two years ago, you know? So. Yeah. And now here we are two years later. And she said, okay, cool. Yeah, bud. Sure. <laughs> what is this podcast you speak of? This is a pretty cool podcast. Yeah. So, so I'm, well, and you did it. I did it. So you came. Yes. And whenever your, your new book releases mm-hmm. in February, maybe we'll have you back on, you yeah. know, push that book and, and just give us some recap. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a food truck party at the church. Oh yeah. snap! So we're gonna try to get children's ministries to bring their kids and have food trucks outside. That's awesome, right? And do fun things. Yeah. You know? So that's bring yeah. your youth group. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, food trucks. You, you sold <laughs> me trucks. into it, right? Anyways. Well, we appreciate uh, you being here today, Thank Vanessa, you, and we appreciate y'all listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. If you don't follow Vanessa, please go do so. If you don't follow us, go follow us on Instagram. If you could, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. If you're on Amazon, give Vanessa a five-star and just write about how it's so uh Biblically, <laughs> you know, correct and wonderful, and that it like literally follows everything Jesus says. Um, just right. so she can <laughs> tell that one star person just to go and struggle. <laughs> one to, person out know. of like 71 people that left a review, one, one. is it's always one person. Yes. Uh, so go do that. We love you, and we appreciate you listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day's done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo. The great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield.